Sports Pick 6 kicking off a brand new week here on the podcast on this Monday, October 26th. Brad Dallas joined as always by the president of AIM System, Mr. Jerry Skelton. Jerry, we had one of the better sports weekends in probably a long time as far as you had it all as a sports fan. We had the football and college and the NFL and the baseball, the World Series. I mean, everything was great this weekend. I don't even know where to begin. Maybe we start with the World Series uh, because this series has lived up to the hype so far. These are two really good baseball teams. A lot of young players, like we've talked about, kind of on both sides, especially Tampa. That Tampa team is scrappy, but the Dodgers are scrappy as well. I can't believe the play at home plate the other night in game four. I was like, I had never seen anything like that before. Break it down for us. Yeah, and first off, what I want to tell you is, Brad, we always have to start off. When you're right, as much as I was right on Friday's show, I really have to talk about it. So what I want you guys to do is go ahead and re-listen to the October 23rd edition of our Friday, our football Friday. Go ahead and re-listen to about 18 minutes and see how right we were, Brett. I got to, I got to pump myself up when this happens. You have to do it. You are on it. AIMSystems.live is where you can find us. We were right on pretty much everything and we'll recap it starting with this baseball. Yes, for sure. You definitely brought the heat, my man. So we told you it, this was a Friday night because we don't do a show on the weekend. We told you Walker Bueller coming out. Uh, we figured the Dodgers would win that game and go on to win the series. There was a crazy play on Saturday's game where the Dodgers probably would have closed it out by now had it not happened. Where, it, you know, Kenley Jansen had a one and two count with two outs and he looked like he painted the corner. I thought he got out of it. Didn't get the call, but again, there's no excuses. You got to get these guys out. I thought they could have called it as well. I, it was close. I thought it could have been strike three. And then a one-two count to the next batter, and he hits a blooper, and all hell broke loose, Brad. I mean, the guy in center field gets it, and he runs past it. Then he picks it up and throws it to the catcher who tries this little, if you haven't seen it, it's not going to do it justice, what I'm about to say. He tries to do this quick swipe tag behind the back maneuver where he didn't actually get the ball, and the weirdest thing was the runner fell down. So he didn't even have to be that quick. He could have took his time and made the play. The runner was There's hung up between thing. third and home, and then he boots it away. So they boot it in center field. They booted at home plate, double error. Two runs come in, and Tampa Bay wins the game. And i tell you what, if it's not the Dodgers we're talking about, that's the type of game that can really crush you mentally. I mean, they're just so good and so loaded that they can overcome almost anything. And they come back with a nice bounce back victory last night. So they go ahead and do the job after that crazy, crazy game on Saturday. But we told you they would win Friday, which they did. We told you they're probably going to win the series, which they're probably going to. But then again, that's enough of that. Let's get into the football where we absolutely destroyed it. We went all over the board. And again, aimsystems.live is where you can find us, where you can find out what I am betting and where my customers are betting. And you put your money where your mouth is. We have a great money management system. We have the best picks anywhere on the net, and we have a nice affiliate program. But we'll just start with with some recap. We'll talk about some of the games we talked about, and then we can just kind of bounce around. Uh, You brought up NC State and North Carolina. I mean, we knew after North Carolina had that upset loss against Florida State, that they would be yep. focused and that they would come out guns a-blazing, and they certainly did for a 48-21 victory. The funny one, and we talked about this, and go, like I said, go listen to the show. 
Clemson and Syracuse. I mean, everyone in the world is like, Syracuse is terrible. They're getting murdered by Duke and Liberty. Clemson is going to win by 100, you know? We said, you know what? Weird things happen when the Battle of the Oranges come out. Maybe because it's Halloween. Maybe it's pumpkins. I don't know what it is. It's got to be something. It, there, there's, it doesn't make sense. And the funny thing is, you can come out with any numbers and computer programs and handicapping. There's just seems some things that don't make sense. And when you do this for as long as I have, you just know that there's a problem between Dino Babers and and Dabo Swinney. Whatever's going on, the two matchups, it's just a bad matchup for, Sir, for, for Clemson. And God forbid... Syracuse had any athletes whatsoever. They might be able to spring an upset here or there. They had them on the ropes two years in a row. We're looking at a 46-point spread. Brad, the score was 27-21, and Syracuse had the ball in the third quarter. Here's the thing. It was 27-21. I know. It, the game it closed right there. at 48. Here's the funny thing about gambling, Brad. If you're going to lay 48 points with Clemson, right? If you're going to lay for the first thing you need to do before anything is you got to get to 48. All right. If you don't score 48, the other team doesn't even have to show up and you cover. So we're taking 48, 46, and they scored 47. So 47, 21, pretty funny. I mean, Clemson had a defensive touchdown and then they flexed their might. But again, a 26 point victory seems like it might be a blowout, but it was 20 points above the spread. You were never in doubt with that game. Uh, What else did we look at? We actually told you that if Penn State didn't have their A game, that Indiana was capable of pulling off the upset. Now, again, I didn't play this, but we told you to look out for that. We said that they could pull off the upset. And, Brad, you know what? They did pull off the upset. We're going to go back to that game because something happened in the end of that game. I'm still recovering, by the way. I'm still recovering from it. I can't can't believe it. Which is going to relate to the NFL as well. So we'll wrap that up together. Let me just go go down the list and what else we talked about. Uh, I'm trying to see if we had another game in here we brought up and I'm just kind of going through the scores right now. I'm not sure if we brought up anything else, but again, everything across the board that we mentioned, we won. We did have one loser. Okay. And we always, you know, we're not, we're not just going to sit here and lie and tell you about all the winners. We had one loser over the entire weekend. That was Virginia tech laying the nine and a half against Wake Forest. Don't know what happened there. Got to watch the tape and look at the stats again. I don't know how they lost that game. I don't know why they lost that game. We were wrong. And how about this? The game we gave you at minus nine and a half, it closed minus 11. So there was a lot of guys we call about closing line value where the game moves in your favor, where you're betting something that is better than the closing line. So a lot of people agreed with us, but we did not win that game. So I'm going to go back to Clemson. Penn. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm going to go back to Penn State and Indiana. You can jump in wherever yeah. you want. So there was a play at the end of that game we're idiot moron James Franklin, because you're supposed to be able to tell everybody this, and you're supposed to know, and he's just a rah-rah cheerleader, and he's clueless on the sidelines. Again, good recruiter, maybe a good motivator, has no idea what he's doing when it comes to game time. So he's out there. All the running back has to do is go down. All he has to do is take a knee, and guess what? The game is over, and that's not an exaggeration. That's not hyperbole. It's not made up. If he goes down, the game is over. Penn State is a winner, but he scores a touchdown. Here's the thing. It's like someone needs to do a study on this, Jerry, with the running back and how hard it is to actually slow up because we saw this in the NFL yesterday with the Falcons game. But if you're coached well, if you come up every single scenario and you tell them you break the line, you go down, that's in your head. Now I get it. You know, you naturally you've been running for the end zone for your entire life. But when you're coached well and you go over the situation, 
That's what happens. Now, if he goes down, and I've seen it, and we're going to go into the NFL because the guy who made the mistake on Sunday actually was the like the ring, like the poster boy of a guy taking a knee at the one yard line, Todd Gurley. But you yes. just go down, the game is over. You take three knees, and the game is over. I'm so happy they lost that game because he's a moron for what he did, and he's supposed to coach his guys up. And I know him. He wanted to score that touchdown. He's a rah rah cheerleader on the sideline. But you know what? It bit him, and I'm happy about it. So let's go to the NFL because the exact same thing happened. Now, Todd Gurley, famously, because I know he was getting like death threats from fantasy football owners. Sean Alexander did it one time. Todd Gurley did it one time. There are others, but those are the most famous ones because it was fantasy related where they broke free and took a knee at the one yard line. And then the game was over, right? You don't score there because you don't want the team to have the ball back. It usually comes up when a team is down one point. And they have no timeouts. And the only way they can win is if they allow the team to score, like Holmgren did in the Super Bowl. They allow the team to score, and then you get the ball back down eight. That's the only way you can win. So the smart coaches realize this, and they take a knee. And you don't score. You don't allow them to do what you what they want you to do. So Todd Gurley, and everyone in the building knew it. The announcers knew it. Gurley himself knew it. Dan Quinn, even though he's not even there anymore, even he knew it, and he doesn't know anything. Even he knew it. <laughs> he, he doesn't know anything. He, Either he way, fired. But, are, uh, are we so, at the point now, do you, do you feel bad for Arthur Blank at this point? No, I don't feel bad for Arthur Blank. He's a billionaire. But but besides okay, on the but, side, But he's come down so many times on, on the sideline, he sees, he sees his team just implode every single I time, know. Jerry. It's, I mean, man, Let, let me brutal. just finish this thought real quick. Yes, because go ahead. It ties into a lot of stuff. There was a lot of emotions going on in that game. So I'm going to set it up for you. The Lions have a one-point lead. There is, I don't know, about a minute to go. The Lions have zero timeouts. And Atlanta's facing a third and whatever. So all they need to do is get the first down, fall down, take two knees, and kick a field goal with three seconds to go, and the game is over. And that's, again, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not making this up. They All they have to do is go down and take two knees and kick a field goal from the three or two yard line to win the game. And the game is over. Well, they know it. Gurley knows he busts through the line with everything he's got. Now this is a little different. He busts through the line and he knows he's supposed to go down at the one yard line. And it's like, he trips. I don't know what happened. He falls forward and the ball accidentally touches the plane by about a quarter of an inch. And if you watch this replay, he's trying to stop. I don't know why he, he had is. to go all the way to the one-yard line. He should have done it at the three. He was trying to be too cute and go all the way to the one. It's like he trips. It's like me falling down the stairs. He leans <laughs> forward. The ball breaks the plane, and he accidentally scores a touchdown. He knows it's wrong. The entire team knows it's wrong. The announcers knows it. The coaches knows it's wrong. Everyone knows it was the wrong play, and if he just took the knee, the game is over. And sure enough, what happens? The Lions get the ball. No timeouts. They need a touchdown. And they get a touchdown. They should have never have been in that situation. And again, not only does this every NFL team need to know this, and not only has Todd Gurley himself done this in the past with the Rams, I've seen him more than once take a knee at the one-yard line. He knows what he's supposed to do. It was the weirdest combination of events you can ever imagine. And again, it was bizarre. not only did it cost the Falcons to win, but the point spread on this game was anywhere from Atlanta one or two. 
So the Lions are it's plus such one a or Falcons plus two. Loss. So the Lions, if you got it's plus two. It's such a two, Falcons loss, Jerry. And it's not surprising at all that Detroit scored a touchdown there as the clock expired. But if it's you got not plus surprising. two, you're like, all right, we got this in the bag. We're going to lose the game by one point. All right, that's all. That's what's going to happen. The Falcons are going to kick the game-winning field goal. We're going to lose by one. Ho-hum. Gurley trips over his own two feet, falls into the end zone. All of a sudden, Atlanta, not only do they win, they're covering, and you're losing your bet. And then Stafford comes down the other way. Again, it, I, I'm I'm spending probably too much time that I should. You need to watch what happened. The, the, the gamut of motion that everyone was going through, and, and that's the, the, the beauty of this sports betting. Every single second, you were like, oh, my God, I've never seen anything like this. And then they have to kick an X. There's a penalty. There's a review. We're not sure about the clock situation. Then even after the touchdown, there's a penalty for celebration. They got to kick a 50-yard extra point. And then there's a flag on that play, and we're just sitting there dumbfounded, not knowing what's going on. Did you see? Did you see the ref? He he signaled like it was a false start penalty, but actually he was he was it was, it was really formation. Yeah, exactly. it was on the defense. And it, 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 oh my god! And imagine that, you're that watching this in a bar, or if you have the the the, the Sunday, oh, yeah. and you don't have volume, and you have a bunch of games going on, and you just see him with that formation, and you're like, oh my god, this is gonna be a 55 yard extra point. But anyway, aimsystems.live is where you can find me. We're, we're we're getting off topic here, but that was a great game and a great game to watch. But we're going to go over, we cleaned up the college. Now we're going to go into the NFL. And what did we do in the NFL, Brad? We just destroyed it again. We told you. And again, I want you to listen to Friday's show. Because not only were we right, the degree of how right we were couldn't even be more. Uh, I, I can't, it doesn't even give it justice. We told the Jets? You well, let's First cover. Washington. Let's talk about Washington. Let's start with Washington? Okay. We told you that Dallas lost three starters on the offensive line, and not just starters, three all-pro and three studs on the offensive line. And the only thing Washington does good, as bad as they are, the only thing they do is they have four first-rounders on the on the defensive line. And we told you they were going to overwhelm the Cowboys. And again, we were right, but th- how well did they overwhelm them? There was a safety. Safeties are very rare. You know, uh, the, the, the <laughs> Andy Dalton's running for his life. Poor Andy Dalton. It was a safety. Uh, a, a pick, you know, a strip sack, interceptions. He got sacked like five times. And not only did he get sacked five times, he gets knocked out of the game with a concussion. Thank God he's okay. That that hit was brutal. But he was running for his life. He couldn't do a damn thing. They dominated. That front four dominated for a 25-3 to three victory. So not only were we right, we couldn't be more right. And we're going to go to what you were talking about. We told you the Jets that they were – 0-7 or 0-6 and 0-6 against the spread. And we said, they're not going to win this game, but the Jets will have their first cover. Sam Darnold is not Joe Flacco. He's coming in. Two touchdowns in the NFL at home is way too many, way too many points for anyone out there. The Jets actually led this game for most of the first half. They went into a shell in the second stuff. half, and Buffalo yes. did whatever they wanted. But a comfortable eight-point loss. Buffalo was never ever, ever threatening to cover that spread. We get the money with the Jets. We get the money with the Skins. And we also told you another game with Tampa Bay against the Oakland, well, Las Vegas Raiders. You know, they had starting four to offensive up. linemen in quarantine for COVID. Now they did play, but they were quarantined. They were separated from the team for three days leading up to game day. They didn't get to practice together. Trent Brown missed, but the other three came back and 
They were just, they weren't cohesive. They weren't ready. And John Gruden famously, after the game, screamed that this game should have never been played. His team was at a competitive disadvantage. And we agree. We said two and a half when the injuries came out. We said we'd lay up to six. Okay, when the game came back up, it settled right in around minus four. So you could have laid four. And the Bucks won 45 to 20. Another blowout. Again, Brad, I, I know I talk a lot and you can feel free to cut me off at any time. AIMSystems.live is where you can find all the winners and all the information like you did get on Friday. What do you think about Antonio Brown becoming a Buck? I mean, you know, I, you know me. I hate the guys is that everybody likes. Is this team going to be putting up like 40 points now each week? Are they going to be putting up 40 points? I mean, I hate the guys that everybody that likes, way. the model citizens and this try harder guy. You know, I like the renegades. I like the pain in the butts. Uh, I, I don't mind Antonio Brown. If you can help me win. I like you. That's all I care about. I don't care if you go to church on Sunday. I don't care what you do off the field. Just win me a game on Sunday. And again, that's pretty much no matter what the NFL offices want to tell you, whatever those frauds want to tell you outwardly, that's what they mean inwardly. If you can win, you can play on this team. And, you know, he's going to help them. You got Evans and Godwin and Scotty Miller and Fournette. They're just collecting, you know, guys like Brady who are towards the end of their career but can still help you right now. It's like uh, a fantasy football team. But, yeah, what are they going to do, score 40 points a game every game going forward? I don't know. I think they're going to be scoring a lot of points. I, right now, I mean, to me, they look like with this addition, they might be the best team in the NFC. We'll I think find they out. are. I, I think you're right. And, again, they lost that game early on to uh, the Saints when Brady had that pick six and that Week weird one, muff like kick said, and they, they, all this weird they, they stuff. They put the team together overnight. That was the I, first game. That was the Jitters. I think they're yeah. the Super Bowl favorite right now. Again, Tampa Bay, you know, just flexed their might. And there's one other thing before we go that we want to touch on. And I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. I said this on draft night for anyone who knows me, and I've been saying it all along. I really think the Dolphins should have went with Herbert. All right. And I hope I'm wrong. And I hope too is what everyone thinks they are. Herbert has got all the skills. He's a big man, athletic, strong arm, accurate. Oregon, let me tell you, Mario Cristobal, he was down here at Florida International. He's another one of these clowns. He was the one playing defense against his own quarterback. He had Herbert handcuffed. He wouldn't let him do what he wanted to do. You saw in the Arizona State game when they were down 21 in the fourth quarter, and he stormed back, and he was torching everybody. Cristobal had him handcuffed. All right, He's got all the skills. He's a prototype quarterback. This guy is the real deal. I know it was Jacksonville, but he's throwing for 400 yards, throwing four touchdowns. He looks like he belongs. We said that from day one. I'm going to get to see Tua, but I think my Dolphins made a mistake and we had to go with Herbert. And I'm not calling this Monday morning quarterback because we haven't even seen Tua yet. I hope I'm wrong. I I would love to be wrong, but Herbert is the real deal. That guy's going to be around for a long time and he can really play that position, boy. He's off to a great start. I'm with you. I'm a big Herbert guy as well. I did follow him at Oregon. I thought he was definitely underrated there. And we talked, you talked about uh, Cristobal and how uh, he kind of handcuffed him, agreed a thousand percent. I will say, though, I am still very high on Tua. I think the ceiling for him potentially could be just as high as we're seeing here potentially for Justin Herbert. So I'm excited for him. I was surprised at the move, though. The timing was kind of, we didn't talk about this, but the timing was kind of weird that they made the switch now. From yeah, I, I think Fitz it happened to after I, I our I show. I don't think we knew about it when we talked. It, right. it, it was very weird timing, and I, I don't really agree with it, but I'm not there every day, and I, I trust Flores. I mean, Fitz got them to three and three. 
not only is he three and three, what was it like 67 to 10 in their last two games? It's not just that they're he was three having and three. one of his best seasons. They were destroying yeah. teams. I mean, they shut out the Jets 24 0. They beat the Niners, who are one of the hottest teams in football right now. Um, we didn't even talk about them. They beat the Niners and they trounced them in San Francisco. So, yeah, odd timing on that. We're going to see what Tua has. And again, everyone's talking about, well, your questionable timing. You know, you got Aaron Donald in that front. Yeah, I get it. But they're coming off a bye. If you're going to put him in, that's when you're going to do it. So we'll see what he's got when he comes out on Sunday. But we'll clean it up real quick. There's a game tonight. Well, we love Monday. I mean, we, we love Football Friday to look forward. And we also love Monday to look backwards. The other shows, we need to fill some things in. And we'll do that, you know, throughout the week. But the Rams playing the Bears, the Rams are minus six with a total of 44 and a half. I personally think the the Bears are probably the worst five and one football team in the history of the NFL. Uh, I think Nick Foles is horrible. I think he's overrated. He is streaky, so he can win games here or there, but he's going to have a Nick Foles type game at some point, and it, it'll probably come it's sooner tonight, than later. Isn't it? I don't, I don't yeah. know. I mean, again, I think it might be tonight. If we had to bet something here, and I'm not betting this game, if we had to bet, we lean the Bears plus to six points. Uh, I just think they can keep it close. I don't think the Rams, McVay, the poster boy, the poster child of uh, the genius of the world and the the best coach in the history of the NFL. I mean, he only thing he was is he just wasn't Jeff Fisher. That's all he did. So he he, he got rid of Jeff Fisher. You know, addition by subtraction, a, a guy that would punt on third down if he was allowed to. I mean, they got rid of him. So McVeigh took, you know, the Rams to the it next level. It didn't take much to surpass it, Fisher. Brought him to the Super Bowl. I, I love Jeff Fisher because they call August 8th Jeff Fisher Day. They wanted to put him yeah. in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. 8-8. Eight, eight. So 8-8. Eight and eight. Mr. 8-8 eight eight Jeff Fisher. He's a 500 coach. It's all he is. They want to put him in the Hall of Fame. He's a clown and he's a joke too. But McVeigh took over that team and, and he put them to a level that they weren't at before. But y- you see over and over, he's not even close to Shanahan. Shanahan is head and shoulders above him, even in that own division. The Rams are loaded with talent. I just don't know. I mean, six points is a lot of points. They should probably play close to the vest. Home field doesn't really mean anything with no fans in that stadium. Uh, The Bears, if you had to play, gun to your head, play the dog, but we're not officially releasing anything. We may have some props. Aimsystems.live is where you can find us. Jerry, thanks, man. Awesome way to kick off a new week. We knew we were going to have a lot to talk about. Excited for tomorrow. Enjoy this Monday night game tonight. Be good, my man. Thanks for having me, as always. I'm Brad Dalius. Keep living the dream, everyone.